Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. I'm one of your two hosts. I'm joined uh, today, uh, as always, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. What up? How's it going, man? Uh, oh, it's going. Yeah. Uh, it's going well. Things are moving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think things are moving. Wow. Things are moving more quickly than they were... In this game is what I was gonna say because you move, you walk very slowly. All right, uh-huh. that set that uh, transition didn't work no. as well as uh, you know. Let's just take uh, it from the top. <laughs> that, that's a joke. We don't have to do that. Go no. ahead. Um, the so the the game we're playing uh, for this week's episode is called Promesa, uh, which is a game by Julian Palacios uh, and a few other people. He did uh, Palacios did visuals design and development. Domiziano Maselli did soundtrack and sound design. Andrea Cedraro did CD uh, was the 3D artist, and Martin Palacios did animation. Um, so those are the main credits for the game. There's some other credits, but you can see those on the itch page, which we will uh, we we will link to. Those are the ones that are sort of listed as the main main people behind it. Um, so this is a this is a, a kind of impressionistic narrative game. I would describe it as mm. um, the the itch page um, describes it as being born from a conversation that the creator had with his grandfather, um, in which his grandfather was kind of recalling. It doesn't say his grandfather. Uh, it just says between a grandfather and his grandchild. Uh, does it not? I could have sworn I read it says, somewhere it says that born he says, from a family conversation, but it, 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 okay. On the, on the steam page, it says a personal project born after a few conversations oh, I had with my grandfather. Interesting. All right. There you go. Um, so yeah, I did the extra research, went to steam, mm, got the, you did the, the you did the, you did the, uh, uh, the every man research. I like to stay in the underground where I belong. You know what I mean? On the itch. <laughs> Oh, I, I have them both. Mm. Got to be. I mean, I have comprehensive, Steam, but <laughs> I don't ever use um, it. Um. Anyways, uh, so the the um, uh, it's a conversation he had with his grandfather, uh, which it seems like his grandfather is remembering his own past, his own history in uh, Argentina and Italy. It says, um. And then the actual gameplay is you uh, you play as a disembodied ha- camera, I guess, <laughs> uh, floating through these um, very evocatively rendered spaces, which seems like they're supposed to be kind of like snippets of uh, uh, memories uh, from this description that um, yeah, they're that the, the grandfather is giving, or, or if not memories, maybe like um, a- attempts on the part of the grandson to like visualize what he's being yeah he's being they're described said. as it's, it's kind of like memory from one remove or something because it's very it's it's very um intentionally like impressionistic and sketchy uh-huh. uh, a lot of stuff some stuff's a little bit surreal some stuff is blurry or, or indistinct you can't quite tell where you are or what's happening so i i sort of interpreted it as like like uh, a, a mind's attempt to reconstruct a place. Yeah, I, um, I actually want to get into that uh, once we're you know talking about the game proper. But I, I do want to talk a little bit, sort of at the high level, about the the presentation. The, everything is sort of, or the different scenes are presented as sort of like vignettes. 
I would say. I mean, sometimes yeah. because they literally have like heavy vignetting of the screen. Oftentimes you're introduced by like you're sort of back in a black space and you just have this little window that you can see into the space and you're slowly pushing forward into it until you eventually get to the space and then start moving through the the space properly rather than sort of like looking at it as this vignette. But the way it's all presented is very, um, I don't know quite how to describe it, sort of like free form. Uh, there's not a super specific narrative through line. There's some text that happens every now and again that is sort of like mm-hmm. the dialogue from the grandfather to the grandson sort of meditating on memories and life and getting older um, but mm-hmm. the the scenes themselves are sort of presented without much context. It's just sort of like, here's a little house and you can walk around in it mm-hmm. for a minute until you walk out a specific door and then you get teleported to a hillside and there's a little village and you go up and you as you start getting closer to the village, suddenly you're whisked away somewhere else and it sort of carries on uh, in this fashion for, um, you know, 45 minutes to an hour until you've sort of seen a lot of different scenes uh and allegedly if you play the game multiple times which i i didn't in time for this episode but i want to go back in um there are no playthrough is the same so i think there's a certain amount of randomization of the scenes that you see and there's certain scenes that yeah, you only see i think see. the order is uh maybe it always starts in the same place at the beginning but the the order seems to be at least partially randomized and then also the just which ones you get is randomized. Yeah. Like I think that probably the ones I saw in the first playthrough are not the same ones that you saw. In the first yeah. Playthrough. We'll have to, we'll have to get into that. But uh, my guess would be that the ending is the same as well. It seems like the, the, the book ends, the beginning and the end would be the same, but I'm not actually certain of that. Did you? Yeah, I'm not certain of that either. The thing that makes me think the the answer is yes, is that so once you finish the game, it lets you explore the vignettes kind of free form and they are, uh, they are ordered linearly. Oh, they so are. I, Interesting. And the one that was leftmost, I believe, was the one that I started with, um, mm. if I'm remembering correctly. Now I kind of so, want to yeah, think and that, see if that's true for me as well. <laughs> um, although it is worth noting, uh, I um, I was trying to take notes as I played with this game uh-huh. because one of the things that it does uh, uh, is, is you kind of lose... Uh, I found myself losing track of kind of the order of the scenes I had experienced even as I was playing, which um, kind of, you know, uh, actually uh, matches the theme very well because totally. this is like the, the the sort of text makes it imply that the, the grandpa is having, you know, his memory is not what it used to be. So he's kind of struggling to remember things. And then if we're interpreting this as the, the grandson's attempt to then visually reconstruct the stuff, it's, you know, it's from an additional remove. Mm. So kind of your own, your own like confusion as a, as a player, like mirrors the the sort of experience that's being represented. And there's actually one line that I, I stuck out to me. Um, but the, the grandpa says that he has trouble holding books in his mind. Uh Um, at, at this old age. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember thinking that is very, that was very similar to my experience um, of playing this game where like you, you finish an area uh, and once you've gone to like one or two areas later, you've kind of already, you know, started to, it all is all starting to blur. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think the, that uh, there's a lot of uh, intention behind all of the, the things you just described. I think there's a certain yeah. sort of effort to, um, 
disorient to a certain degree. Uh, not, mm-hmm. not, I, I guess disorient isn't the right word because it's not like uh, the game is coming at you very quickly with a bunch of stuff. It's a, it's a moves at quite a slow pace. Yeah, you don't feel dizzy. You don't feel dizzy. You like just that. feel. It's you just m- feel. It's more. I think they're. Uh, it's like really literally disorient. Like yeah, you, yeah. Your, it's just your mental orientation is well. And the and the thing that I found loosened. really really interesting is it it it, it kind of plays with. Uh, the amount of attention you're you're paying to it because there are times when it's like I thought this was the same as a space I'd already been but things about it are different is this environment actually different or is my memory of it different which I think memory is sort of like the key thematic thing uh, the mm-hmm. discussion with the uh, like from the text of the grandfather I think I, my interpretation was that it was implied that there's maybe a little bit of uh maybe not like full on dementia or Alzheimer's, but some sort of like that yeah, starting to happen kind of fading. Yeah. And, and it seems <laughs> to be, uh, implying that, uh, the grandmother who isn't really a character has, is experiencing that even more severely. I believe there's, uh, I saw a piece of text that says something about like, Oh, when, when your grandmother got really bad, then this happened or whatever. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting, it's kind of a, the the subject matter kind of hit me a little bit harder because uh, I mean maybe we will get into this but um, I one of my like deepest existential fears is like dementia or Alzheimer's like not remembering mm. my life or uh, not being able to sort out uh, my memories or that sort of thing so this game sort of like brought that to fruition and it was like really a, a beautiful and 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 thoughtful game. Uh, but it was definitely like mm-hmm. a little bit of like, oh man, this is, well, this is yeah. like, like, yeah, the, I mean, that is a, a super scary thought. Yeah. The things I am seeing are, are, are beautiful and, and, uh, it's, it's very interesting to like sort of, uh, contemplatively move through these spaces, but also thinking about what the, uh, what everything is representing of like this, this person who can't remember parts of their own life as well as they'd like to is like, damn, that's <laughs> oof. Ooh, that's heavy doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have less existential anxiety about that because my memory is already uh straight shite. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, I'm just kidding. I do. I find I have a slightly different version of a similar fear that it's not, it's not like my, um, my, uh, memory per se, but just kind of like being like, I guess this would happen at a much more extreme level of dementia, but just being like confused in yeah. everyday life. Yeah. I think that I, that I find really scary. Like just being like, you know, you hear stories about people like kind of forgetting how to do simple things yeah. or kind of like just feeling disoriented yeah. just in public or something like that, that I find quite scary. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I think like the deepest root is just like my mind and being able to think and, uh, understand the world and process information is like the most valuable thing to me. So that not, <laughs> yeah, that sure. not working as well as like, and like the, the process of understanding that that doesn't work as well as it used to. And like slow, like that, right. that to me is like being conscious of your own inability to do uh-huh, things you used to, be which, to which yeah. is kind of like directly uh, in conversation with this game, because th- I mean, the text is literally yeah. the grandfather being like, <laughs> I'm thinking back on this place. It's amazing how much you don't remember 
what you used to. And it's kind of funny. It's like, Oh, I've lived through all these experiences so that I could remember them. And now I can't remember some of them or my memory of them is so indistinct that it's like, you know, it's almost lost. It's like, God, God damn, that is, (laughs) that is rough. Life is fucked up is what I'm saying. Getting old. (laughs) Yeah. Being man. Uh huh. What a cruel crazy thing. (laughs) Um, so uh, there on the the other thing you mentioned though is that it is um the actual visual imagery of this game is quite beautiful uh, and yeah. I did want to talk about that for a minute um, mm-hmm. because I I found the visual style of this game so striking and I couldn't um, always place what it was but I in the in the moments that were at the greatest level of realism mm-hmm. like the the least surreal moments I was just struck by how how much like realism per pixel uh-huh. they were able to get is what is the way I'm going to put it. Sure. Just in the sense that a lot of the, a lot of the assets in this game, if you look at them closely, they're quite pixelated, uh-huh. but just like as the, uh, as an ensemble, it just feels so weirdly like, I don't want to say that it looks photorealistic in the sense of like being photo, like actually sure. visually looking real, but it just like feels real yeah. in a way that I don't know so, how to fully explain. Specifically, the things that uh, I felt that way about are like a lot of the scenes where you're in like streets or yeah. or like hallways and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I thought they just did a really great job. Yeah. So establishing those I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I, it's something I'm really excited to talk about with this game. Cause I think it's one of the things the game does just rem, rem, astonishingly well. Uh, and I had some realizations about it while I was playing, but so the, the, the primary sort of like visual distinction that this game has is that it has sort of like approximately modern geometry. So the actual 3D models of everything are about the level of fidelity that you would expect from, you know, a, a standard indie game that's like going for a certain measure of realism, right? Like it's sort of like mm-hmm. gone home, right? Like the the fidelity of the yeah. of the 3D models themselves is like a, at about that level. But all the textures look like they're from like a PlayStation one where it's just like, you can very clearly see pixels closely, but I think the, the sort of, uh, immaterial effect that you were describing that made it look so beautiful as I think the lighting, um, lighting is one of the most important things to make your game look really good. And I think this game has beautiful sort of naturalistic lighting uh, even when yeah. even when the the lights being rep- I mean a lot of the the lighting in the game is represented in the game as natural but there there are times where it's you know uh, fluorescent light bulbs or even more sort of um, uh, what am I what's the word I'm looking for impressionistically there's like there's like that one scene where there's the really bright red and blue lights but just the yeah. way the the I think it's it has to do with like the materials which it's kind of complicated to get into, but the, the ways that light interacts with the, um, with the surfaces in the game and the lighting itself, I think is what really sell what, what makes it look beautiful. But the, yeah, the thing I, I really, I, I think you're, yeah, I think you're just like little aside. I think you're definitely right because all the scenes that I'm are coming to mind where I had that impression are scenes that had natural light. Yeah. So yeah, specifically the, the scenes with natural light are really, really stunning yeah but go ahead i i think the 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 scenes where you're like out on the on the streets are just like beautiful just so or the one where you're yeah did you get the one where you're in the stairwell with the the panes of colored glass 
Uh, yes. That I one. Be- yes. Yeah, yes. that one was incredible. Yeah. But the the thing I kind of wanted to get to is I was like, I was having this experience where um, I was like, when you're when you're far away from uh, everything, you can't see those lower textures, right? Like the fact that the texture resolution is just so much lower than you would expect from a game with 3D models that look the way they do. They mm-hmm. they represent the objects that they're supposed to represent quite clearly, but the textures don't. And there there will be images like pictures, but they're you know highly pixelated, so you can't really see what they are. But mm-hmm. I think the thing that I realized is that looking at it at a distance it's you're convinced that like oh that just looks really good and then it's not till you get closer that it's like oh no that's actually you know a lower texture so to me that is mimicking the sort of uh plausible construction of like an image that your brain does when recalling it i i I don't know exactly how to describe this but um (sighs) it's like when you when you see an image of your head it's like ah yes i can like for me, example, for example, it's like, oh, okay, I can close my eyes and, and imagine the face, Jordan's face right now. And it's like, oh, that's what Jordan, <laughs> sure. that's what he looks like. But, you know, it's like, I, I can't project what I'm seeing in my mind's eye out to the world. But if I could, surely there would be things that are wrong about it because I d- haven't like exactly memorized every specific yeah. bit of your face. But if I close my eyes, it is a convincing enough image of your face for me to mm-hmm. be like, that's what Jordan looks like. So yeah. to me, the the sort of having high fidelity models and lower fidelity textures sort of imitates that uh, recall where your brain where it's it's not actually perfect, but the feeling is so close and and it and it the evocation it's like it's like more than just evocation it's like really close it's just not all the way there so that's that's my take on why that the style mm-hmm. was chosen. Uh, yeah, that seems uh, totally convincing to me and, and correct. I don't know that I have a ton to <laughs> a ton to add. Yeah, sorry, um, I was a little yeah, rambly. I think that, no, I think, um, well, actually, I guess I do have one thing to add. The the sort of point you're making about how it's kind of like trying to evoke that, um, that feeling of like, uh, you know, a memory that you have an image of, but it's not quite uh, a perfect representation. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that it does that seems very related to that to me is the the like fixation on like repeating specific images, uh-huh. but in like a slightly different form. Yeah. So there were a few, a few, they were almost like motifs or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that, um, that I noticed, uh, um, repeated that I thought, um, it just did a, gr- a great job of the kind of like, um, y- you know, something that you don't fully remember. It's like, mm-hmm. it, you sort of remember it out of place. Where it's like, I remember sure. this, but I don't remember the right context that it was in. Sure. And I think one of the way that it kind of like uh, uh, simulates that experience is to just like give you these images and kind of have them repeat uh, in different uh, scenes. So a few of them, I wrote down just a few of them as I started noticing them. But the there's that scene with the pigeons in front of um, some like cathedral or something like that. I don't think I saw uh, that it, one. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. I really like that one there. They did this, the pigeons were translucent and oh, it was a wow. really, really interesting uh, effect. But mm. then it, it appeared for me again later, uh, but in a, in a different color, the background was red. Oh, okay. Um, and another one, did you get the trolley or the, I guess like, yeah, the, the train car the that right like word, drive like train. Yeah. Car. Yeah. It's like a, it's a trolley yeah. basically that like drives through yeah. you or I got that one in two different, or there were two different scenes where I saw the trolley. Oh, interesting. Um, Cause, yeah, cause, so that... Go ahead. 
And then lastly, the the sort of village that you get transported to. Sure, sure. Um, in a later scene, there was that village. It was, it was almost like, it looked like a miniature of the village yeah, in your house. Yeah, in the house. Um, oh, and I guess then obviously the house you see multiple, multiple times, times. At different levels different, of fidelity. Um, furniture, different levels of fidelity. Uh-huh. One time it was just empty for me. Yeah, one time it's just like white and kind of dreamlike. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think you're totally right. And it sort of brings me to a like another another thing that that sort of evokes. I don't know if this if any if this is relatable to anyone else, but sometimes if I like see uh, uh, I'm trying to remember someone's face that I only met once or twice. Uh, and so I don't have like a super it's not mm. like Jordan that I've seen a, thousands of times and can easily recall <laughs> right it's like uh so they'll their face i'll try I like and, that i'm your go-to example it's of the thing most it's the most remember. relatable right <laughs> for the podcast we <laughs> just want to be like my mom i mean i guess it's <laughs> similarly abstract that i guess most of the listeners probably don't know what you look like anyway um <laughs> but uh i have this thing where it's like oh i'm trying to remember someone's face and sometimes if i can't remember their face i'll remember someone's face like the broad strokes and the face i see when i close my eyes is someone else who looks similar to them that i know better and like who for whom the recall is closer (laughs) and to me i I think i know what you mean to me that that uh what you were just describing a moment ago uh sort of feeds into that sort of recall um the the example i was going to bring up was the uh the like sort of circular what's it called the the immigrant hostel i think is what where you um i don't know if you saw this did you see where it's first presented as like a 2d image uh and then you like walk toward it did you did you not have that one that was one of my favorite little vignettes i don't know so, well give me so so it's like a, heard it's, the phrase it's like immigrant hostel before okay it or it just says like uh immigrant hostel on the picture but it's like you're in a you're oh. in a white room and there's like a sepia black and white image of like this circular building and it is labeled like I think it says immigrant hostel I think it might have been in Spanish but it said like oh I don't know that oh, I did get dude that one, that one was so cool because it's and it looks like it's just a picture in front of you but as you start moving it's actually in 3D like stretched back oh. and it's a perspective trick to make it look just like an image and you walk oh, toward it. Oh, I definitely it. did not get that one. Dude, it is amazing. You walk toward it, oh, wow. and then the next scene I encountered was uh, like actually walking into the environment uh, from a different angle, and then it appears later. Did you not get the uh, the sort of like work camp looking place with the big Okay, uh, yeah, I did get that. So that, that big um, round building is the building I'm talking about. So that one, that one appears in like three or four of the different ones that I saw. Okay. Um, Interesting. But it's always in a different context. I wasn't sure what that big, so it's a hostel. I mean, from the inside, that big round building looked, I thought it was a prison. Yeah. So Uh, that's the thing is this image is, is like labeled. I said, I think it said immigrant hostel. I, like I said, I, I believe the, the actual, uh, label was written in Spanish. Um, but the, uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, but yeah, the, some of the other contexts in which you see it, like, uh, the, I think the one where you're actually inside of that building feels the most like, am I in a, like a work camp? Is this like a, yes, uh, totally. This is I, not, yeah, cause you, you like start that one, like in the room and it looks like a jail cell. Uh-huh. You go down and then you go into a, um, into the big work camp. And it, I thought it looked, you know, not quite like a concentration camp, but uh-huh. it did have that kind it, of like, 
you know, prison camp. Yeah, it definitely uh, sort looked of like vibe. a vibe. And that and that was an interesting twist because I, you know, we we know so little concretely about this this uh, grandfather's life. Uh, but, you know, he's old enough to have lived through yeah. some some 20th century shit. Sure. So, you know, it makes it makes you wonder, like, really where you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think the game isn't particularly interested in telling you, which I, I think is uh, perfectly fine. Yeah. I think it works really well through uh yeah because you're we're supposed to be experiencing it not as it happened but as he's remembering it which is like yeah or even fragmented and failing to remembering it (laughs) yes there that's a good way to put it too that um so yeah it almost like yeah it it really fits that the it's just kind of a slew of memories without um without like really uh distinct markers for us to like attach it on to to events or like things we recognize yeah yeah um, so I want to talk a little bit about what kind of game this is because going into it based on screenshots, I was like, okay, it's a, it's a quote unquote walking simulator. However, yeah. having played it, I actually think it's kind of a, its own different thing. Uh, I here, here's my, here's my kind of like weird specific take. I want to, I want to hear this is a, this is a cinematography simulator. Oh, interesting. I was going to say it's a uh, it's a interactive movie or something like that, which I don't like that, though, because that implies like a uh, adventure adventure movie. uh But I mean, maybe like explorable film or something like that. Like it feels like it takes the the sense of 3D space of video games. Uh But the the narrative style feels more cinematic. Yeah. So I think I think both of our uh, labels for it kind of come from the same place, which is that there's a higher level of uh, sort of authorial intent to the way you move through the space and the the uh, sort of like camera angles that you're presented because all these spaces aren't presented as I'm a person walking around there. There are times when the camera is lower than any person's height would be, I guess maybe other than like yeah, a small well, child. Some of them, I wonder if you're supposed to, that's supposed to be a memory of being a child. Yeah. But I guess yeah, it sometimes it is like quite low. Yeah. Sometimes. And, and it, uh, the other thing that I thought was really interesting and I'm, I'm curious to w- the degree uh, of which this is true, but the, um, they, they've really carefully controlled the speed at which you can move. Um, yeah. And also the angles that you can actually view and move, because you, you kind of get um the, the feeling that I got while playing it is that it, it feels when you control it, it's like, Oh, this is a first person camera. So I can, uh, you know, walk in any mm-hmm. direction and turn the camera independently and I can go wherever I want. But really you're, you're not quite on tracks, but it, you're sort of funneled inward to the focal points of scenes, especially on the ones where you start way back, like the very first shot where you're, uh, you know, there's like this window on the side of a building and then it's vignetted mm-hmm. in darkness all the way around and you're just yeah. like slowly pushing into that. And it's not like you're pushing in straight into the scene, like you're getting funneled into that window, right? Um, even if you're moving side to side, you're you're kind of like, getting getting nudged in there and the thing i started to notice is that actually the speed at which you move this might be wrong this is just a an an assumption or i i got the feeling this was happening that the speed at which you're moving in and out is actually variable depending on it's like it's like there's a point where you get where it's like okay now they've gotten the effect now we're going to start panning in closer but it's all controlled by me the player 
I'm just pushing mm-hmm. forward on the stick, right? But the game says, yeah. okay, let let them move a little faster now, even if they're holding yeah. the stick no, at I the same position. I think you are definitely right. I didn't notice it really, like explicit, like consciously, until literally the fi- the final scene. Oh wow! But in the final scene, I think it was the final scene. Well, near the end, anyways. Uh, and there was a scene where, as it was fading out, my um, ability to oh. uh, like my my speed was slowing. Uh huh. Um, and there was something weirdly, it was such, just such a simple thing, but something weirdly poignant about the the sort of like fading of the light uh-huh. matching the fading of my movement speed. Yeah. Uh, and, and just a really, it was just a really nice effect. Um, yeah. That, uh, yeah, feels very, I think that's a good way to put it, that if, you know, it feels very authorial and, and like, um, may, maybe scripted is the word, or maybe just like, like kind of like, you know, stage the the hand of the designer. There's, is more there's like, a higher level of like, yes, the player is controlling this, but the, the, the bounds, which they are controlling are, are smaller in order to, you know, more successfully mm-hmm. have the desired effect. To me, it felt yeah. a lot like, um, you know, a really artfully directed film that has like a really slow pace where mm-hmm. you're like, man, this camera is really coming in slow, but then, you know, something like a, a big, uh, you know, wide shot that's like tracking in slowly is that you can introduce a lot of information and texture uh, in a in a really uh, mm-hmm. like the slow burn can really enhance that. And I felt like this game uh, used that in a way I haven't seen before in an interactive medium. And we played a lot of, you know, different kinds of games for this <laughs> podcast. We have played hundreds of games Uh uh-huh yeah and i thought it was uh i thought it was just really really super well done totally i i did as well i am uh i i really liked yeah i i thought this game was really well done as well um that early on i was uh i was skeptical i'll admit but um very quickly it uh it hooked me um I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was just one moment where there was just a really stunning, I mean, for lack of a better word, cut yeah. like between two scenes. There's a few moments where it does it like really, sometimes it's much more gradual and other times it's really like sudden. Like a hard like cut, yeah. A hard cut. And there's one that it just like, I mean, I think it might've been the time where the the pigeons appeared again, but with a, a red background. It all actually <sighs> kind of startled me a little bit. Um, but it was, so cool. uh, it was just so like striking visually that it like kind of enraptured me. Yeah. I really um, need to, I need to play this game again. I need to see that. Um, yeah, I think, I think another trick that they do, uh, that really, really works is there's some moments where you're kind of, um, moving along. So the, the concrete example, I know it happened a few times, but I was like, I couldn't, when I was thinking back, I, was, I could only remember one specific time, which is there you're um you start inside a building you look out the window and you can see the sort of village on the mountain mountainside and then you walk mm-hmm. through the building out the door you walk through the village and then you get to basically to where you're like down below the window you were looking out earlier and you're seeing that village so you've been walking you've basically uh, the camera has been at the level that you've kind of been walking on the ground. You've kind of stayed at the level of the ground as it moves up and down. But then as you keep moving toward this thing that you, you pick up off the ground and are just like flying through the air. And that moment of it, it's, it's sort of why I felt m- more like it was like a, you were a, a cinematographer rather than, you know, a player mm-hmm. or a, a character yeah. actually in the world. 
is that the the way the camera like picks up just feels like a crane shot, you know, tracking and taking off into the it, yeah. it, it's really a, a it. really um uh yeah. el- elative experience of just like wow. <laughs> this is really something else. Yeah, totally. I um yeah, it is really Yes, I agree. It, yeah, it's just really <laughs> stunning. Um, um, so another scene, th- this one was very strange, but I found uh, a visual effect they did uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you get the one where there was like the moped in the middle of this like black background yeah, and like all the rain. slow slow rainfall? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I thought the, the rainfall was really um really visually interesting if you just like look straight up at the rain yeah it just like the sort of like long streaks just looks so yeah striking um uh i thought that was a, a great scene yeah i um, i also liked the uh um the one I, that i described earlier where you sort of go into like an empty market and there's sort of a really bright red and a really bright blue light uh, yeah 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 and it's actually there's another fact in there weird. that i'm i'm sure is used at different places but actually as you're moving through this space those l- points of uh the things that are generating those lights are subtly m- moving around in the space so mm. at first it's hard to notice because most of the time since you move so slowly in this game you're kind of like constantly moving f- like drifting forward even if it's quite slow yeah. you're you're still moving through so I didn't notice until I actually stopped moving. I was I was I was watching the sort of shadows play across the walls as I was walking by. And then I was like, oh, I want to like look at those and mess with them a little bit. And when I stopped moving, the shadows kept moving. And I realized that there's like a red light and a blue light source. And they're like just sort of moving uh, opposed to each other, like yin and yang through this room really slowly as you walk through it. And it's something that uh i wouldn't have noticed them uh without stopping like i would have just been like oh this has a red and blue light a a red light at one end and a blue light at the other and i'm walking through it but actually those lights are moving around too uh and i thought that uh Mm -hmm. that effect Mm -hmm. really uh enhanced the sort of like ethereal dreamlike quality that this game uh, really excels at while also just being like visually striking to look at (laughs) yeah yeah totally um uh, so one thing I'm surprised you haven't you haven't brought up yet. Oh, is I know what it sound, is. I was waiting. You always you always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have. Um, so yeah, I thought the. Um, I don't have a ton to say about the sound, mm. but I did notice one. There was one scene that uh, it was another moment where the the game sort of towed the line between like active staging and kind of like you you controlling the camera very well which was in that the the ending of the sort of prison camp vignette mm. where you're walking towards the big warehouse that has the uh the like railway tracks going into it yeah and there's this like echoey sound coming out of the coming out of the um the warehouse mm-hmm. and i just sort of like naturally wanted to walk towards it mm. uh and it was it was sort of sort of felt like it was like luring me there uh because you can't quite make out what the sound was uh-huh. uh, so you want to go go figure it out um and i think that that scene go then transitions to the you get, trolley scene maybe? you get sucked not... backward out of that scene and oh I, yeah, yeah 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 and then oh. i think the the scene you get after that is random because i definitely didn't get the trolley at oh, least i don't okay, think so okay. Um, yeah, that one was, yeah, I thought that was, that was, uh, a great use of sound, but most of the time the sound is kind of like, 
um, just like really quiet uh-huh. uh, instrumental music. There's some like uh, uh, piano. I think there's like some guitar or something. At yeah, one point, there's or some stringed instrument. Anyways, oh, I, I'm gonna get into it, Jordan. You ready? <laughs> I was, I was waiting. I knew you would. I was waiting until I we were sort of less uh, ready until I until I gave you permission. I was yeah. Like, All right, Blake. So the sound of this game time. is really interesting because as you were sort of de- describing, um, a lot of the scenes most of the sound is ambiance which in games like most of the sound you're gonna hear is ambient sound uh not uh active you'll i mean you'll have like footsteps or guns shooting but uh you know uh, a game sound design oftentimes are uh made or broken by the uh by the ambient sound so the thing that's really interesting about this game is the the uh the auditor the the audio ambiance almost never matches the actual scene that you're in mm, or it often doesn't yeah. quite fit. Like you'll be, you'll be standing in, in a room and you'll be hearing sounds like you're out on the street. But the thing that's really interesting is that, um, in the, or, or that I noticed at least a few times is there are times where when the visual representation of the space is more uh specific so uh in some of the instances when you're in the the house that has the like all the windows and the sort of lower patio area down the stairs do you know what area i'm talking about yes yeah um the there was there's one of the times where you're in there where you know there's a particularly a lot of stuff in the room you know a lot of objects that show that like people live here uh and Mm -hmm. in that instance uh you can hear the hum of the fridge if you walk close to the fridge or you can hear a clock ticking on the wall Mm. uh and it the sound matches what your brain would expect when you're in that space but at other times when you're in there and the memory as my my interpretation is that the the person's memory of the space is less distinct at this moment that the sound doesn't actually match what you're seeing you're sort of hearing like a street ambiance or you're hearing sort of just like a weird uh, space that doesn't it doesn't quite match with the space that you're in uh, and I think that is brilliant uh, because yeah it's sort of really smart. has the again it's sort of is ethereal effect of dissociating the sounds you're hearing from the space you're in even though they're generally like uh, ambient sounds so you know when I'm just standing around in a room I would expect to hear ambient sounds but uh, when I'm standing on the street I'm also hearing uh ambient sounds they're just different or when i'm standing out in the middle of a Mm -hmm. field i'm hearing different ambient sounds and so they kind of like mix and match those those sound palettes uh in in ways that are you know if you're weird like me and you pay a lot of attention (laughs) to that stuff then it's like oh oh this is interesting uh you know someone who pays a little bit less attention to it 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 would only really be noticeable in like the most uh you know obvious instances but i thought it was uh really effective at sort of like making you feel like am i actually in this space and then another thing that i thought was really interesting is there are never any footstep sounds except yes in one scene where there are footstep sounds but they aren't linked to your character your walking yeah yeah like you can stop moving through the space and the footsteps will keep happening which i thought was yeah i even i even had that literally that same thought process during that scene where i was like oh is it it's actually has footsteps and then I stop, but then they keep going. Uh huh. It's like, Oh yeah, I was, I was, and in- then that was also a moment where I was wondering, I was like, huh, are we ever going to see other 
like character models in this game. Yeah. But I think that would have been no that, that would not have fit the yeah the, the tone of the game the only all. the only living thing i ever saw was birds in the sky birds yeah, yeah pigeons actually i never actually saw a bird i only saw the shadow of a bird and then i oh, looked I up saw and i could birds I well they they birds. look um do you know how in some of the scenes you get a scene where there's like this like there's translucent things sure, like the piano, sure. the piano or that's, the clothes that's kind on of the clothes looked like yeah yeah or the translucent or the 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 drape or like the curtain that has actual like cloth physics as you like pass yeah that was the the last thing i wanted to i think the last thing i had a note for that i wanted to bring up is that's the only moment when you have any like interaction with the world at the level of physics as far as i remember i mean other than the fact that you run into walls but sure sure that it was uh it actually like responds to you you know, as if there were actual head there. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting thing to do because there's so little, um, you know, for, for so much of the game, uh, you feel ethereal in the sense that like, yeah, you know, almost like, like in a dream where you don't, you know, your movement through the space doesn't totally match the laws of physics, Uh but then there suddenly, uh, physics are not just matched, but like, the high level of fidelity yeah uh, yeah so, it's, it's interesting yeah. man this game sort of feels like you're a ghost traveling through your own like sort of disjointed your own memories. memory yeah <laughs> or something like that yeah 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 i mean that is the thing that i i found the another thing that it does in many of the vignettes is rather than have you begin in the space you begin in this like empty blackness walking mm. towards the space yeah uh, and that even just that um also i think kind of hammers home the feeling of of encountering this stuff from one remove uh-huh. like um like on the itch page it says uh it's an experience about what happens when we're left left dreaming of things we haven't lived firsthand mm. so i think that that's that's another way that it's kind of like trying to just evoke this feeling of it being being quite distant from you but nevertheless uh like really um like you, you've felt a strong attachment to it nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. The feeling that it kept, uh, evoking for me specifically, I, 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 I think the word I would maybe use to describe this game most is like haunting. Uh, I think sure. maybe because of my, uh, the particular manner in which my own fears were resonated back to me by the sort of words of the grandfather about, you know, his memories slipping away. But to me, it felt like, uh, being put back in your memories as they slip away from you. You know what I mean? Like they're, oh, you're, yeah. you're re-encountering, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that that was actually, I mean, the, the scene when you, when you slide backwards, that also kind yeah. of evokes that, I think. Yeah. But just the, the experience of like coming to the, that house, uh, and it's like, I, there were, there were, there was a time where I went back where I had been there enough times that I knew which things to expect and there were fewer things there than uh, the previous times I had been there. And it was like this sort of like, I, I felt it of just like, Oh man, like mm-hmm. the things I remembered are, are slipping away or it's not even that they're slipping away. Totally. It's that I don't have any control of when they're there or when they aren't. And I'm just uh, here sort of floating through them, unable to interact with anything or see any other living beings uh, and it had a, it just had a very sort of like haunting quality, uh, that played off really nicely with just like the visual beauty of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Definitely. Do you have uh, any other notes? I mean, I think we've talked. Um, I think most of the other notes I have are just like me thinking on paper. Yeah. Okay. Like well, I, I would have, I'd, uh, I'd actually be interested to hear a little bit. Of well, that. I have, I had one note that was literally like, who is the narrator speaking to? I didn't uh-huh. realize that until later on. Gotcha. Um, uh, what else did I have? I mean, if you don't have, if you don't have an interesting thought, that's fine. I don't think I do. Oh, one other thought I had was I was trying to look for like things that would date these memories. Um, Uh And it is interesting that we have, uh, you know, scenes that feel much older than this and a scene with him both talking about uh, and uh, featuring a computer. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, I think maybe that's just supposed to be uh, more another moment of it sort of like jumping ac- like uh, the entirety of his memory is kind of all coming to us um, out of order. Sure. And, you know, if he lived long enough to have a, a conversation with his grandson, then he lived long enough to, you know, have a desktop computer. Uh-huh. Although uh, it, it did look like some Windows 95 shit old. I was thinking sure. 90s. Uh-huh. maybe 2000s uh-huh. felt like windows 98 or something yeah but, it could uh, be like classic grandma my grandma had a, a windows me uh computer nice. until like until like honestly probably until she passed away god rest her soul uh but she had this old computer uh and it was always like i mean she knew how to use it i was like props to you grandma <laughs> old lady know how to use a computer nothing but respect <laughs> um all right you love to see it uh well I yeah think, i think that's all i had unless you had something else yeah i mean just closing thoughts in case it's not clear i thought this game was really beautiful and and thought provoking it was it was thoughtful in a way that even a lot of games i like uh aren't um and so i really enjoyed it you know for mm-hmm. that alone that it was kind of uh made me consider it uh heavily uh and it kind yeah, of totally. kind of weighed I, on me a little you know yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I think the uh, worth playing through um, to completion. The I think that it's a very you, you already sort of mentioned this, but it we we originally described it as a walking simulator, but I think it's mm-hmm. it's doing something uh, something a little bit different. Totally, uh, it's really interesting. It, it's using um, like game form to to like produce experiences and images in a. A very unique way so yeah absolutely uh, i i think it's it's a beautiful game so uh people should definitely check it out um uh indeed they should and um if you so if you want uh, a link to the game if you haven't already seen it uh we will uh look in the description to this um uh to this to this episode wherever you watch it we we include a link to all the games we play uh and then you can also uh if you want to get an update um, of what we're doing next week, you should follow us on Twitter. So next week we're going to be playing a game called Perfect Vermin, uh, which is by it's the it's the Macchio, it's the <laughs> Maceo. Uh, I don't know how to say their itch name, but this game is uh, not beautiful. Uh, <laughs> how do you know? You haven't it's, played it's it. Ugly, but I think it's intending. It's going for a very different aesthetic. It is a a uh, seems really weird, but you play as a some sort of exterminator with a sledgehammer, uh, and you go through this office space where there are these monstrous vermin creatures disguised as office furniture. 
and you have to destroy them. And it looks like all the furniture. Uh, and perhaps maybe it turns out you're the bad guy after all. I don't know. It's Are uh, we the baddies, Jordan? I think we might be. But if you want to know the answer to that question, you should listen to the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and we will tweet out a link to the episode so you can watch it. Uh, on our Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Um, that's where we do uh, all the updates for the podcast, uh, new episodes, that sort of thing. So if you want to get those updates, definitely follow us there. Uh, and if you're interested in playing Perfect Vermin uh, before, after, or during uh, the episode, uh, we will also tweet out a link so you can uh, find it yourself. So um, we'll be playing Perfect Vermin next week. Follow us at EdgeGuardCast, and we will talk to you then. <laughs>